0: Welcome to the Audio Road Network. It's time for questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This show is all about the business of trucking. We're live Monday through Friday, midnight Eastern. Call 646-595-4967.
1: Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry.
2: This is Trucking Business and Beyond. The show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your
3: pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We are here live. It's Friday march 30th pick up the phone give me a call we're gonna get to those calls in just a little bit i I was doing some show notes and trying to get caught up on my reading i've been getting behind on the reading with all the travel i am parked uh probably be here in this spot for a couple weeks so that'll give me time to get caught up on Some reading and projects and some other things. I'm in uh, Palm Desert, California for a couple weeks for the TIA event. And then, who knows, maybe home. We'll see. Uh, But I was getting caught up on some reading. And I was also talking with uh, Convoy about this the other day. So it was interesting to see the uh, write-up on this. This is a great example. I posted this on Facebook, by the way, if you want to go read it. This is a great example of what I've said many times, that if a problem is big enough, the market will solve it. And a couple of years ago, the problem we're talking about is detention pay. A couple of years ago, um, OIDA had a big push on to make detention pay mandatory. I said then, and I'll say it now, there was a horrible idea. Um, One... I, I'm not sure really um, how us sometimes can, you know, kind of straddle the fence on issues that affect drivers very differently from owner-operators. I, I don't think that it makes sense to have an association that uh, represents those two groups because too many times their interests are at odds. As a company driver, I completely get why you would want to see detention pay somehow mandatory. I don't know how, um, but I I can see why you would want it. As an owner-operator, I don't want the government telling my customers what to do with more regulations. We don't like regulations on us. Nobody does. So I don't want the government forcing my customers into something. I want to maintain control of that. I may force my customers. If I feel like I have that negotiation power, then I would force it, but I don't want the government doing it. There are other reasons it's a bad idea. One more, let's be realistic. There is no government agency that has anywhere near um, the resources to enforce something like this. just going to be one more law on the books that would never get enforced anyway. There's nobody to do it. So that would just be a nightmare. So I'm glad... Um, I I spoke out against that regulation when they were talking about it a couple years ago. I would speak out against it now. I think it's a lousy idea. And to get back to the real point, the market has found a way to solve the problem, at least one part of the market. Uh, One of the companies we've been working with, we do have an official partnership now, Convoy, um, has solved the problem. I think they hit it out of the park with this one. Uh, Their app and their technology and their willingness to step up and take the risk on this, they have now just made detention pay uh, not only guaranteed but automated. So if you are using Convoy's app to move freight, when you show up at the shipper, the geofence trips the app so it knows you're there, it starts the clock. And after two hours, detention pay starts accruing. And it's automatic. It's right in the app, right in the technology. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to jump through any hoops. You don't have to prove you had detention time. It just gets paid after you've been there. That's the technology. The other part is it doesn't matter whether the shipper pays the detention or not, convoys paying the carrier. So between their technology and their willingness to step up and take the risk on this, um, there's the way the market solves a problem without more government regulation. And it's actually going to work. Well, as long as you're using the Convoy app on that load. So check that out. Um, Convoy's an interesting company. I've been talking over a year now about all of the disruptions in trucking. And digital brokers are one of those disruptions. Now, I still don't think a lot of people, even in the industry, understand what that means when we say digital broker. So I want to go back in history a little bit. Forever, for for a very, very long time, people have been saying that technology will replace the broker the way that it did in many other industries that used brokers. Travel agents, for example, are basically brokers. Travel agents are just about gone. Um, Sites like Expedia and Travelocity and TripAdvisor, they've replaced the travel agent. It's too easy to go book all your own trips and reservations yourself. So other than some really, really specialty travel agents, most of them are just gone. In the um, investment world, buying and selling stocks used to be handled completely by stock brokers. That's what they did. Technology replaced that. I don't need a, a physical person to place my order to buy or sell a stock. I just do it online with technology. So, stock brokers are, are much more rare than they used to be. There are lots of examples of brokers, insurance brokers, they haven't gone away, or agents, but they've um, certainly been impacted by, you know, technology where I can just go online shop for my own quote and just, you know, book it. Um, The broker's still around in that case, so that they didn't completely replace them. And that's a little more of, of what's going to happen in trucking. You know, this was talked about for decades, uh, I remember when I went through broker school back in the early 90s, the guy who ran the school was looking at the Internet saying, someday this is going to replace me. But he was wrong because here we are, you know, 30 years later, and brokers and 3PLs, third-party logistics, are more important than ever. They're growing. They're They're needed for an efficient freight system. We need brokers in the system. And when Uber came along and transformed the taxi industry, then people started talking about the Uberization of trucking. But many, many people in the industry that understood it said it's not going to happen. It is not the same moving freight as it is moving people. In fact, it's not even close. There are a whole list of reasons why technology will not replace the broker. Not anytime soon. Not with the type of technology we have right now. Instead, what you're seeing are uh, you know, companies like Convoy uh, that are using technology to improve the broker experience on both sides, which is exciting. So with what I just talked about, when Convoy's trying to improve the broker experience on the owner-operator side, it's ideas like this, using technology in the app to solve a problem around detention time, Um, using the app to create a really good experience from the owner-operator carrier point of view, and automating a lot of the work so that rather than the broker needing to take, on average, about 15% out of the load to cover their expenses and make a profit. They have a lot of uh, time and effort and resources into getting that freight. So They need to make money. They need to cover their costs. And typically, in today's world, that takes about 15% of the load on average. Convoy's goal is to get down, that down into the low single digits. So they want to make the whole process more efficient from start to finish. That leaves more profit in in the mix and also potential bigger savings for the shipper, which makes them more competitive. Um, And that's their model. That's the digital broker where we're seeing technology replace a lot of the workflow to make the transaction more efficient and make it a, a better experience from the owner-operator's point of view, the shipper's point of view, and, like I said, automate a lot of those steps in between. So it's uh, it's an exciting time in trucking. After really looking at the digital brokers for over a year, really studying all the different business models, there's a couple in that um, arena. Plus, you see traditional brokers trying to to get up to speed on their technology as well. So this is a a dynamic industry right now. But after really studying it for over a year and looking at all the companies that are in that space and trying to get into that space, um, we settled on partnering with Convoy. I like the company. I like their story. um, Love their technology. So you'll be hearing more about that. I'll stay on top of that and everything else that's going on in trucking right now. I'm going to get to a break. We'll be right back. We'll get to your calls and questions. 8888 Road Dog. if you want to join us, stick around. I'm Kevin Rothenberg.
1: wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you
4: and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes, then stop holding the steering wheel audio program was designed for you.
0: In this one-of-a-kind audio
4: program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to an owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you always wanted. Visit our online store at Let'sTruck.com or call our tri-care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Hey, Audio World, World listener, what is your profit per, per mile? mile? How
1: about, about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? line? Stop, stop driving line blind and know your numbers. numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have an access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
4: Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our truck care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
5: Let fuel gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855 800 Fuel. That's 855 800 3835.
3: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road Dog. We're going to get right to the phone calls. We're going to start off in Texas tonight. Ron, welcome to the program.
6: Good evening, Kevin. Got a couple of quick tax questions for you. At the end of the year, when you turn all your expenses into the tax man, you've got um, miscellaneous and parts what is the percentage that actually is deductible? And does that vary from column to column, you know, um, categories?
3: No, for the most part, I'll cover the exceptions in, in a minute, but for the most part, you, everything is deductible at a hundred percent. So every expense we have for the business with a few exceptions that I'll cover in just a minute, um, For the most part, think of fuel, maintenance, tolls, scales, office supplies, any of those things you can think of. They are 100% deductible from revenue. What I don't want people to get confused about, though, is that doesn't mean you get a dollar-for-dollar tax savings. So even though if I spend $1,000 on maintenance, that is 100% deductible from my revenue— it doesn't mean I save one thousand dollars in taxes. I save about thirty percent, but that's just a guess because everybody's situation is different when it comes to taxes—different tax brackets, different dependents, all kinds of things. So you save roughly um, three cents or thirty cents on the dollar, but but they're a hundred percent tax deductible. It, is that clear so far? Or did I just make it more confusing?
6: Yes. Nope. Nope. You that's uh crystal clear and that's okay. exactly the way I understood my tax man when he explained it to me and I had a couple of buddies that said, "No, man, whatever you spend comes right off the top." I said that's that goes right directly against, you know, your your end year-end number. Yeah. And that's... I thought, shit, maybe my tax guy's doing this wrong. So, no. No, they... what what you said Mirrors what my tax man told me.
3: Yes, so that's the correct. Now, we could talk about some of the exceptions, the big one being per diem. So they give us that allowance of $63 a day, but that's one exception to the 100% rule. You only get to deduct 80% of a per diem expense, or any uh, meal-related expense is only deductible at 80%. That's one exception. I was actually trying to think if there are any others, uh, and I don't think there are. I think that's it. I think per diem is the only one where our deduction is limited.
6: Okay. Well, you definitely answered my question, and I appreciate your time and appreciate what you do for us. Thank you very much.
3: You're welcome. Thanks for the call. I'm going to head off to Tennessee. Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin.
7: Hey, uh, man, I appreciate your show. Uh, I found you just a couple days ago
3: oh, Well, <clears throat> so, w- on XM. Welcome to the tribe. We're glad to have you here. What can I have, help you with tonight? <laughs> okay. I got a 09 International
7: uh, Pro Star with a Cummins. I'm an owner-operator. I haul, uh, I haul gasoline, so I'm just local. Uh, it's got I got two more payments left on it Um, I drive you know between 200 and 400 miles a day okay it's got 890,000 on it Uh, and when I'm whenever I'm idling I got 20 pounds of hole pressure and whenever I'm going 70 it's between 30 and 40 would you recommend an in-frame, which is eleven thousand, or a full rebuild from Cummins, which is twenty-two?
3: Uh, neither one. Um, let's talk about. I don't know. Based on what you've told me, there's no indication that we need an in-frame or a rebuild. Let Let's talk about that, and then we'll come back to what is going on. Okay. Um, how often do you have to add a gallon of oil to this engine? well i used to
7: I used to do it every three thousand miles, but my turbo was out, so I just changed that,
3: okay,
8: and
7: I haven't had to add any yep
3: so that that's just put the a brand new turbo in it that's the real indication of when it's time to do an in frame because really what we're doing on an in frame there's a lot of little stuff we do, but for the most part, we're replacing the cylinder kits, we're replacing the liners, the pistons, mm-hmm. and the rings. So that we don't burn a lot of oil. When those things wear out, when the liners and the rings wear out, then we start burning a lot of oil because we get excessive blow by past the rings. So when we get down to the place where okay. you're putting in a gallon every 3,000 miles and it's not because of a turbo, then I would say, yeah, it's time to start scheduling an in-frame. You're not experiencing that. I got you. So I, I take the in-frame completely off the table. Now – Twenty pounds. But how come my oil pressure? Go well, ahead. well, well. Now, answer me this: Is there a time when it used to be higher than that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so,
7: like whenever I, whenever I get my, whenever I get my truck serviced.
3: Yep. It is forty. So this is typical of an ISX. This doesn't happen on on, okay. on other diesel engines, or it's very very rare. You know, I run extended drains, and I've been recommended in extending oil drains forever and using oil analysis. And I, I know trucks right now that have three, four, 500,000 miles without an oil change, and they don't lose oil pressure. Um, even without a bypass filter, just about every engine on the market now will go 25 or 30,000 miles between oil changes, never lose oil pressure. The ISX is the exception. There's a couple reasons. One, they that engine tends to put out a lot more soot, and the soot seems to be clogging the, the oil filters themselves and slowing down flow. And there's also an issue of the breather on that crank, the crankcase breather on that engine getting clogged. So this truck just needs a good service. And I would recommend... Ex, uh, Installing a bypass filter, because a good bypass filter—I really like the OPS. That's the one I've been using for a couple decades now—will uh, keep the soot out of the oil so that those full-flow filters don't clog as fast. But I would also get— So with the, like we're
7: talking about an oil filter?
3: Uh, yeah, it's a bypass filter. You install it, and then rather than change oil— Instead of changing oil, say at 15,000, like most people were doing, you go all the way to 25,000, and all you do at that point is change this new filter. It's a spin-on. Once you install the whole unit, then you just spin on a new filter. Um, It's got a petcock right on the side of the filter, so you take an oil sample, you send it into the lab, and we wait for the lab to tell us to change the oil. And like I said, I, I know trucks... You know, that have several hundred thousand miles on them between oil changes. So instead of an expensive, you know, three or four hundred dollar oil change every fifteen thousand, you do a sixty dollar filter and sample change at twenty five thousand. So the savings are significant, but it's also much better for your engine. And on that ISX especially, you're not going to see the uh, oil pressure drop off like that.
7: So you're not worried about just idling at 20 pounds?
3: Um, it's a little low, but it, it, it's, not, it's not so bad that we're doing any damage. It probably is an indication that we've got one or both of those problems I talked about going on. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would yeah. also do an oil sample. Because one of the things that can okay. cause low pressure um, are, is bearing wear. So if the rods and mains are starting to wear, mm-hmm. we'll see a drop in oil pressure. But if that's the case, we can see that immediately in an oil sample. If, you're, if you have excessive mm-hmm. bearing wear, we're going to see lead first in the sample. Then we'll start to see copper climb, and then we know it's a bearing issue. My guess is on that ISX... The bearings are just fine. But an oil sample will tell us for sure. Okay.
7: <clears throat> what do you think about using some Lucas to thicken it up to get more oil pressure?
3: And I wouldn't because I don't think there's any need okay. to. Again, if you had you know excessive blow by, we were burning a lot of oil, then I would say, yeah, let's throw some Lucas in. It'll buy you some time. But I don't think there's anything wrong. I think the cylinder kits are all in good shape. And I think once we get the, the soot under control, get that breather and the crankcase cleaned up, I think you're going to be fine. Um, I've got to okay, get Cameron. to a break. I'm hmm. going to cut awesome. you loose. I, on all of those things, the oil sample kits, the OPS itself, the bypass filter, the filters, you can get them all right on our website at truck.com. Just look under the store, you'll see OPS. I'm going to get to a break stick around we'll be right back with more stuff Kevin Rutherford
1: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial know your numbers and master the journey visit our website at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL that's 855-800-3835
4: did you know that 35 percent of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits Use the Gauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The Gauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at letstruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. 800-3835.
5: Let fuel gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's
8: 855-800-3835.
4: Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes that Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you.
0: In this one-of-a-kind audio
4: program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator,
0: finding and negotiating for a new truck,
4: and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to Stop Holding the Steering Wheel and Start Driving Your Business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at letstruck.com or call our Try care Team at 855 800 Fuel. That's 855 800 3835.
3: Hey, have you heard?
0: We have an app to make listening to our shows
3: easier than ever. It's free, it's simple, it does one thing and it does it really well. Download the app, open it and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, questions from the road, destination health and more. Listen live, listen anytime. And never miss a show again. To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. One word. That's Audio Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 Road dog. Keep dialing. Sometimes it's a little easier to get through in the second half of the show, so keep trying. 8888 Road dog. I'm going to go back to the phones. We're off to Pennsylvania this time. Charlie, welcome to the program.
8: How you doing, Kevin?
3: Doing great. What's on your mind tonight? Well...
8: I want to replace the uh, the rears in this truck but right now. It's an O seven Columbia, fourteen liter Detroit sixty, ten speed overdrive with three seventies. I was thinking of either going to a three twenty eight or a three thirty six, but I don't
3: know no, what you, that's going
8: to do for me.
3: You said it was a ten speed overdrive, correct? Yes. Yeah, I I think going to anything low or higher, a higher ratio, lower number than 355 would be a big mistake unless you go all the way to 264 or 279, either one of those two. Then you would run in ninth. You would have that big jump up to your overdrive in 10th, but that would make the most sense. If you go to a 320 anything, 325, 328, or a 336, it's going to be a dog in 10th gear, and it's going to be too low in 9th gear, and you're not going to be in a good sweet spot anywhere. That, those two ratios would be horrible for this setup. So if you want a little bit of an improvement, you could go to 355s. It's not worth the cost. Uh, if you want to make a real change, I would go all the way to 264s, and then you're going to run in ninth. Okay, now
8: am I going to have to change the actual, put the spines to go to the 264?
3: Uh, it depends on the housing. A lot of the housings have different ratios that you can just drop gears in. Uh, gear sets, some of them require uh, more. W- with It, it there's no way to know until you start looking at the parts and the part numbers.
8: Okay. Okay. Well, that that gives me something to start pricing out because these got like uh, a dollars on them. Now, so are, it's only are, a matter of time, and they're well, going to pop.
3: Well, that's not true. Uh, it, we don't know. I mean, we could do. Have you ever done an oil sample on the differentials?
8: No, I got to
3: get. I got to get that done. I I would do an oil sample. Look, I've seen. I got to get that done. I, I've seen differentials on most occasions make it 1.5 million without being touched. I know several examples of 1.8 and two million. So I wouldn't assume, just because you're at 1.2, I can tell you this, I used to trade my trucks off at at 1.3, and I can't remember a single truck that I ever put a differential in. They all made it to 1.3 with no problems. So I wouldn't just assume that you need differentials or gear sets. My guess is they're probably fine, but I would do an oil sample.
8: Okay. Well, that's what I'll do when I take it in for the service. Here in about, uh, I think I got about six thousand miles left.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I would do. And get
8: I'm going to take it in and I'll
3: get a sample done. Now, how long have you owned this truck?
8: Almost five years. Almost seven hundred thousand miles. Well, no, every a little over seven hundred thousand miles. Okay, that so. That I put on it. So it,
3: the, the fluid in the differential, should have, it should be synthetic and it should have been changed at 500,000 and 1 million. Those would have been the two change intervals so far. And at yeah, 1.2, you still have you know, 300,000 miles before you change them again. But I would go ahead and get those sampled. And that will tell us a lot. But unless you're having problems, I wouldn't assume that this is going to be a problem. Let's head off to Ohio, Harvey. Welcome to the program.
2: How you doing, Kevin?
3: Good. What's on your mind tonight?
2: Hey, I had a question I had a question about my DPF filter. Um, me and my wife, we drive team, coast to coast. Um, I had a bunch of lights go off, a default code saying that it had low quality DEF. And then it derated down to 55 miles an hour. I pulled in, parked, and a guy came over with his little computer box hooked up to it. And basically what he said he did was he blew out the doser valve because it was reading that it was bad DEF. And he asked the mileage on the truck, it's got 525000 on it, and he asked if I knew the history about the filter.
8: <clears throat>
2: I said no. And he recommended at that mileage to replace the DPF filters. And I just wanted to know your thought on that.
3: Uh, yeah, you know, there there's no... Cleaning
2: or replacing.
3: Yeah, and we kind of talk about them the same way, because what they'll do is they'll take that filter off your truck. They'll just put a cleaned cleaned it probably won't be new a cleaned filter on yours send you on your way then they run that filter through a machine to clean it and they kind of recycle them so um, cleaning and replacing well
2: okay now I called called Freightliner and they said that it should only be done that should only be done twice and if if it's already been done twice or I don't know the history on it
3: then you put a new one
2: he recommended a remanufactured one correct he said so, for about four hundred dollars more you can just throw remanufactured ones there
3: yeah and that's what i mean we kind of just recycle these filters there are different stages of cleaning and he's correct after two you know clean or clean exchange then you want to look at a reman um and there is no magic number some some of these filters will stay clean much longer Some of them will clog a lot sooner. Uh, Most of it comes down to how well the emissions are tuned and and maintained, um, how much idling is done, fuel economy. All of those are factors as to when, you know, this is going to happen. The type of operation, you take a city truck that's, you know, doing 15 or 20 stops a day. That's much harder on the DPF than a truck that's out on the highway most of the day. But most of it comes down to good emission system maintenance, cleaning, and tuning. Uh, if, if all that is done, the filter will last so, a long time. Now we time. do.
2: Now we do every about probably once every week, week and a half. We get an emissions light that comes on for a day, day and a half, and then it turns off.
3: That that's the regeneration so, and process, my, and
2: that's why my wife is like, "Well, let's just put the money in and get the new filter."
3: Right. It it, it sounds like you need them. So, and it wouldn't be unusual okay. at this mileage. And. You know, the sensors, what they do is there, there are sensors on that system that are checking the pressure in the exhaust before the filter, and then they're checking the pressure after. And that calculation tells the okay. ECM um, how restricted that filter is. And then it will attempt to do the passive regenerations and it might do those a lot and then it will go to an active regeneration and after so many active regenerations which we never do okay then then you need the dpf cleaning or exchange so it, it sounds like it's time
2: okay okay and we're headed to the shop right now and um going to have them do it i appreciate that thank you sir
3: you're welcome thanks for the call uh Looks like we're heading into the break, so I'm going to take us into the break. When I come back, we're going to get to more of your calls and questions, so stick around. Um, You know, when I talk about emission systems, cleaning, and maintenance, that's one of the things we've learned over time about keeping these emission trucks running right. The best way to do that is to keep that emission system clean. It gets a lot of soot in it. And the, the one company we've worked extensively with on this issue uh, is Pittsburgh Power. They've got a, a cleaning emission systems tune-up they recommend about every 250,000 miles. They go through, they clean all the soot out of the system. They replace a bunch of sensors that they've identified over the years that will be the most likely to fail, replace them before they fail. Uh, And they just kind of tune and tweak and get it nice and clean. That helps the DPF last a lot longer. It helps the truck run better. helps with fuel economy and downtime. Just a great idea. I wish more shops knew how to do that kind of a service. There's the music. I'm going to get to a break. We do have one more segment. So I'm going to come back and get right to your calls and questions. Check out the website. It's Let's truck.com. There's all kinds of great stuff over there. Just poke around, click on everything. You can't break it. And check out everything we have to offer. We'll be right back, I'm Kevin Rotherford.
0: For the 2018 CMC Live Seminar, the biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, But But in in all facets of life, learn Learn from the the industry's industry's top leaders, leaders. network Network with fellow drivers, and and start start running running more more effective and profitable businesses. businesses. Spots Spots are filling up fast. Don't don't miss this opportunity to take take action on your business, your life, life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tricare team at 855-800-FUEL with any questions. That's 855-800-3835.
1: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
0: Did you know that 35% of fuel economy can be
4: attributed to your driving habits? Use the ScanGauge KR to maximize your driving efficiency. The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive.
0: Get to know your truck and learn how you can
4: improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tricare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
5: Let fuel gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855 800 Fuel. That's 855 800 3835.
3: back i'm kevin rutherford we're down to the final segment i'm gonna get right back to the phone calls we'll knock out as many as we can before we've got to get out of here let's head off to wisconsin mick welcome to the program
9: hi kevin how you doing tonight doing great what can Um, i help you with just wanted to uh great um wanted to see if i could have you uh look at my business report there and uh i had a couple of um questions for about that
3: all right so uh looks to me like you are running under your own authority and working with brokers is that correct correct yes okay um um yeah yep correct got it and i'm looking at 2017 i'm looking at the whole year uh, boy, these numbers are pretty darn awesome. Um, really good. Uh, 202 a mile on all miles. That's pretty darn hard to beat uh, for gross revenue. Your expenses are looking good. I'm just scrolling through. You've got nice detailed records here in profit gauges, fuel, maintenance... Nothing. I mean, you could always work a little on fuel and maintenance, but you're keeping a dollar nine a mile. I mean that that is just outstanding. You're keeping uh, fifty four cents of every dollar. Uh, you're keeping to the bottom line, and the numbers just don't get much better than that. How's uh, how's twenty eighteen shaping up for you so far?
9: So far, I'm on track to be right. Right where I was. Um, the first quarter looks, you know, right about the same. Started out a little slow, but um that's just kinda winter I think and uh and uh things have really taken off here this last month and a half, so I'm pretty excited about it. But uh yeah, I'm running it it's it's an 03, it's a million and a half mile truck, so my maintenance is higher I guess and and it's a classic so fuel's a little higher too, but I can keep working on that for sure. Yeah, you know. But, it, uh, it, um, the questions I had were. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I was
3: going to say it, it always pays to work on our two biggest expenses. But they're not bad for an 03 and, and a classic. They're not horrible. And your revenue is just outstanding. I mean, the fact that you're keeping over 50% of everything you make and you're at a dollar nine a mile profit, like I said, just doesn't get much better than that.
9: Great. Well, my first question is, I'm I love the simplicity of being a sole proprietor, but it, I'm thinking it might be time to go to an S corp situation. I'm a, I've been a little afraid of it just because uh, I just don't know that I understand it or the complexity of all the the stuff. But I, yeah, I'm probably so, leaving money on the table at this you, point.
3: Let, let, let's do a little math so I can convince you how much money you're leaving on the table. So roughly you, you know you cleared 114,000, and we expect that you'll do that again this year, might even be more. Um, you're paying mm-hmm. self-employment tax on that entire amount. Now we would be able to take per diem and depreciation and some other things. but let's just use that number for right now. Um, If we wanted to get more accurate, you could print out a a tax report from profit gauges. But this will work. It will get us close enough. So on that amount, you're paying um, roughly, uh, let me do some quick math here, Uh, about $18,000 in self-employment tax alone. Now, that's not income tax. That's the Social Security and Medicare tax. Now, the way the S-Corp would work, and it doesn't have to be really complicated. I mean, we, we can make this fairly simple, is you would take a salary, and based on a, a wage, based on your mileage, the the miles you would drive in a year, let's say we took 50000 as a as a salary. That would be reasonable. We could defend sure. that with the IRS, no problem. So that way, you would only pay uh on fifty thousand instead of a hundred and fourteen thousand you would be paying roughly uh, let me do the math here uh, on fifty five, like seventy five hundred instead of eighteen thousand so we 've saved about ten oh, wow yeah we 've saved about ten thousand dollars in self employment tax per year Now, you would have some more expense. You have to do two tax returns instead of one. You have to do a corporate tax return. You still have to do a personal tax return. You do have to be doing payroll, but you can do payroll once a month if you want. And there are payroll services that are cheap and they make it easy. All in, the cost of owning that corporation, doing payroll, filing taxes, all the other stuff, is about $2,000 a year or less. So we still generate a net savings for you of about $8,000 a year.
9: Wow. Now, um, okay. Yeah, that's quite a bit of money we're walking away from then (laughs) it it, it is and
3: and you Uh, don't have to understand all this i mean like i said we we could explain it to you you'll get it it's not as complicated as it seems but even if you never learned it so what you're paying somebody else to do the tax return pay somebody else to do the payroll you're still like i said it'll cost you about two thousand a year extra and and you don't have to change much of anything okay
9: okay all right. Can I ask one more question? Sure. Um my wife um has decided to go back to school um for nursing and I'm wondering if the new tax laws um as far as educational expenses how does that affect anything or is that the same as everything else it just kind of falls under the the new standard deduction?
3: I, you know what? That's the second question I've got. I got to get back to, you know, I've been holding off doing any more research because I've read and read and read. um, And there are a couple things that I haven't dug into. I'm waiting until we get the final tax forms, because there are still some areas that don't seem to be very clear. And once we see the form, then it becomes obvious. You know, once you can see the form, you say, oh, okay, I have to fill out this, and I get this percentage, and you can see the calculations. Right now, trying to read it from the text, there are still some things I'm not clear about. Now, whether or not that deduction has changed, I'm not sure. Is she
9: already in nursing? Well, no, she's been an x-ray tech, and then uh, um, she had quit uh, for a while to... um, We've got autistic children, and anyway, when she tried to go back, then she just had waited too long and and she just decided that uh, she wanted to go to that next level, I guess, so got
3: it. The reason I ask is because the IRS has always been really weird about education and and deductions for adults the in fact, one of the the famous cases they would use to show what was deductible and what wasn't. The basic rule was if you are upgrading skills you currently work in, then it's deductible. But if you are getting an education to completely switch careers or skill sets, then it wasn't deductible. Why they ever came up with that rule, I have no idea. But the the example they would use all the time... Um, an LPN is higher than an RN, correct? I think so, a licensed, yeah. Um, they Yeah, would, I think so, yeah. They would use the example of moving from an RN to an LPN. The education required to do that, they claimed, was not deductible. Now, I would say that's a clear upgrade of a, a skill you're already working in. But their explanation was... The yeah, wouldn't it be a... Yeah. Yeah, I I know. This is the IRS and how they think. Their explanation was <laughs> the LPN traditionally fills a very different role within the hospital system than an RN. They're probably more management and more paperwork. Okay. But that, that seems like such an overgeneralization. To me, it seems like a clear upgrade. But... That's the way they've been on this education deduction forever. It's just kind of screwy. So first off, we'd have to determine under either rule does does she qualify for an education deduction, and then we'd have to make sure there wasn't some change, um, and, and there may well have been okay. because that was um, under employee. Um well there were a couple ways to do it. But so I, I would I would hold off. Um I would assume you're not going to get a deduction for this because uh you're probably not okay. going to. Um but I would hold off and wait and see once we get the final tax forms. Uh all right, I'm looking at the clock and it looks like they're gonna kick me out of here. These hours go by so fast. Um different doing it at night I also know that you know some of my team that doesn't listen during the day does listen at night Aaron Aaron's working Aaron is one of those late night workers so now he listens to the show Uh, and of course Lisa's listening because she was screening your calls and I was here so thanks to everybody on the Let's Truck team tonight and thanks to all the callers we will see you back here Monday night Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.